Hello listeners, we are the Hermit Social Club, FTC Robotics Team 12675, and we're back with another episode of Hermitology. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Varun, and I'm joined with Aditya. We're also joined by a very special guest today. It's FTC Robotics Team 12525 Wolfcorp Robotics. Hey guys, so yeah, we're a Wolfcorp. Um, we're a first team from Walnut, California, and... Uh, yeah, we've been in first for eight years now, and we're four years into FTC. Hey, I'm Ethan, and I'm the Officer of Public Relations for WolfCorp. Um, my name is Kevin Yu. Um, I am a builder on the team, and I last year I drove the robot. Uh, my name is Jason, and last year I drove the robot with Kevin, and I also do the engineering section documentation. Hi, I'm Daniel. I'm a programmer on the team, and I was actually a driver coach uh, with Jason and Kevin. Alright, so recently the game manual for the next season came out. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, we've actually read through the game manual as well, and um, I think there's a couple major interesting changes that we were we thought was pretty cool. Uh, the big one being that we can uh, kind of shoot items now, so we'll probably have to deal with shooting stuff, maybe into uh, like containers, something like that, like pastures. And I think another one that's interesting is there's no more capstone, so uh, I guess a change from last year's game. Um, we also heard like rumors that the engineering notebook might be cut down to 15 pages. So like if that's true, then doing the notebook this year is going to be especially tough because we usually put a lot of in uh, info in and it's usually like it comes out as a thick notebook. So we're going to have to uh, shorten our documentation a lot and make sure that it's like top quality. Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, the engineering notebook is going to have to be condensed to a point where um, some information that used to be in the notebooks might be lost. But I also think uh, it's going to take out, it's going to make it much easier for the judges to review all the engineering notebooks because they have to go, they have to go through a lot of material as of right now to review all the engineering notebooks. And I think it's just going to make the judging process a lot easier and a lot more effective. But I do agree that it's going to be harder for teams to put all that information in such a condensed space. Yeah, I think uh, first is doing actually a lot to orient uh, itself. So like during competition, it's actually manageable virtual. I think that also goes into um, they've also made it so that uh, teams don't need to submit video. Actually, or uh, from what I've heard, they might not need to submit video to actually. So like you're just telling them how many points you got, and uh, I think that might be a bit iffy. And then there's gonna be like that whole like kind of ethics question, like what if people are lying, what if people are faking their scores, and so I think honestly, hopefully they implement at least some kind of method to, um, some kind of method to have us like. They, you have to give video verification or something like that. I also think one another major point that's uh, going to be lost is normally last year in competition, it was 
it was you had one shot or you had very few tries to put to do well with your robot especially in elim rounds where if you didn't perform you'd get knocked out so any sort of malfunction or driver error would mm, kind of mess up the rounds to come or mess or put you out of the running for the season but this season since you're allowed to submit videos over a a decent chunk of time or over like a week i think it was um i think it's gonna remove that element of uh we need to prepare for the tournament and make sure that everybody's ready and i think teams instead like i know some teams will still have that element of preparation and driver training but i feel like it's gonna remove that pressure sort of because now you have as many tries as you want and you can upload your perfect uh, attempt or your theoretical max score if you wanted to which almost never happens in competition I think it's kind of a double-edged sword because during competitions, um, if so- if something starts to go wrong, and because during competitions, another element of of in-person actual competitions is thinking fast on your feet and trying to fix any problems that come up. So the qualities during competitions uh, that are being highlighted are quick thinking. Um, hands-on experience that to know how to efficiently fix your robot and know where the problem is but if if everything's being done virtually i think that kind of aspects of um aspect of thorough knowledge of your own robot kind of is kind of taken away a little while but it's also it's also a lot more less stressful for other people so it lets them to do a lot better though wait from what kevin was talking about on like or we've been talking about like these in-person competitions do you guys actually know uh i think our we've heard that we're actually not having we're not having meets anymore we're having like a qualifier and that'll be later in the year like in february or january or something like that do you guys know if that uh like that's happening and uh if like we'll actually be able to like our competitions will actually be able to be in person i as of right now i don't think there is any official confirmation of of if the qualifier will occur in person or virtually um i did hear though that there it is going to be not in the meet format anymore that there's just going to be one tournament that determines if you move on uh kind of like an ilt but minus the qualifiers and i to be honest i doubt that's going to be in person with the state of things right now Uh, i just don't think i mean i'd like to remain optimistic but the chances are low that we get back to an event that large of that magnitude in less than six months from now or about six months from now Okay, I see. So anyway, while we're on the topic of tournaments, recently the new game teaser, um, the new game was released, and it was titled Ultimate Goal. What do you think um, this means for the upcoming season or the upcoming game? Um, uh, I feel like it has to do something with like a soccer type of game, but also an ultimate goal, as in like reaching a goal that you put for your future self so 
I think it's going to be pretty eye-opening, and I'm going to look forward to seeing what that actual uh, what the actual season will look like. Yeah, so I feel like the competition is probably this year. It's probably going to involve some sort of shooting mechanism, which uh, our team has never seen before, actually, in past FTC competitions. Because every year we've done FTC, like leading up till now, it's been like stacking of some sort. So if it's a shooting game, it's definitely going to be a lot more interesting because that would be something entirely new to our team. And it be like a valuable learning experience for us on how to design a launching mechanism. So yeah, with the shooting mechanism, it definitely does seem like a soccer kind of thing where you're like shooting it into the goal. Like maybe that's what ultimate goal is intending, implying that like shooting it into like a goal of some sort. Uh... I think it might even be comparable to the FRC game that we had last year uh, in Infinite Recharge. I think it's probably going to be something somewhat similar to that, if not completely similar to it, in which robots collect balls and shoot them into circular holes that are like elevated off the ground. Um, I don't. If it is some sort of soccer game, I think the goal would have to be very, very small to make the game still challenging because um, I don't think a soccer game would be as that challenging for an FTC robot to accomplish compared to what they've done in the past. Wait, do you know if a uh, human player is still allowed during um, this upcoming season in the game? I... I did not see any mention of a human player in the game manual when I was reading through it. And yeah, I don't think there's going to be a human player. Yeah, um, so that's yeah. what I was thinking, right? Because if you're actually shooting it into a goal, how does it get back to you? Because with FRC, they have like those people standing behind the walls mm -hmm. and giving the balls back. But maybe, I, I don't know. And also, I think another thing is they allow uh, those... Uh, linear actuators now so with the hanging thing and also in the game teaser uh, I think if I remember correctly there's also I think they had a short clip of monkey bars or something like that so we might yeah. be hanging on something and then we might be even hanging and trying to shoot at the same time maybe who knows that's actually an interesting idea and I, I, I definitely see them doing something like that That would that's totally a first thing to do it sounds like a, a first challenge um as far as how the balls will get back, uh, I think because in Rover Ruckus, we had the way they compensated for the you, you, not being able to get the balls back is just by having an insane volume of balls, having like a ton of them on the field in pits. I wouldn't be surprised if they did something similar to that. Um, that would also be helpful to maintain some semblance of social distancing in practice because, you know, you don't having a human player interact with the field elements is not exactly the greatest quarantine thing ever. I mean, not having a human player, you still have to interact with the field elements, but I feel like having a human player makes the interaction a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, I think 
Uh, I heard from some people at first too during we had our showcase and uh, one of them was actually talking about with us and they're interested in uh, what we're this is a couple months ago but they're interested in what we're thinking about uh, virtual in person and I think uh, it seemed like first was really responsive to the pandemic and uh, I think they're actually they would they probably re or they probably started reorienting or they realized they had to reorient to accommodate for like virtual and things like that. I am glad to see though that uh, first is not just like saying we're not going to have a competition this year because of the pandemic and still is like keeping up the robotics competitions and I admire that they're doing that in such like with such difficult uh, conditions to follow because I mean the pandemic restrictions are different worldwide and first is a worldwide company so they, they, they have to accommodate for so many different situations and their game rules and how they're going to structure the game. And I I think that's really appreciable on this side of first. Yeah, that's true. I think they're doing a great job so far, like especially giving us options to still compete, whether it be, even though it's virtual, it still, it still allows us to participate in first. All right. So with a te with um, a season like this, you're definitely going to need some funding. How do you think it's going to be getting mentors and sponsors during the pandemic? So uh, during during this pandemic, um, it's obviously sponsorships and fundings are obviously going to be a lot different uh, compared to what we've seen in the past. Most. I think most teams um, utilize a a um, a technique called cold calling, where uh, teams use team members just go around to local businesses. Like uh, we've employed this technique as well, where we knock on local businesses and see if we basically explain to them the process of first, how it how it benefits the next generation and them, and then if they're interested, they they uh, donate money or uh, give advice, and in this way, um, they become they can either become sponsors or or even mentors. Um, but obviously, this probably isn't going to work this year. It's mostly going to revolve, I'm guessing, around emails. Um, networking is is going to play a big role this season. Um, trying to get your name out there and ex explain how you you're going to help the community and why they should invest in you i also think teams are going to have to be more selective with who they choose to apply spon to sponsorships for um or mentorships because as you said um, normally we'd go around to local businesses and ask them for their support but Obviously, local businesses have taken a, uh, a big hit during the pandemic. So I think an important thing that teams should remember to do is analyze, just take a look at which businesses haven't been impacted as heavily by the pandemic or, um, which, or which businesses are still capable of providing sponsorships to them at this time. And I feel like that's just better for the team so as they don't, so that they don't like waste their time calling businesses that obviously can't sponsor them and also 
uh, for the other businesses' sake as well. You know, hopefully teams can also take this time to learn about maybe um, different techniques, um, maybe not so standard ways of building robots and looking for altern cheaper altern alternatives that are still very viable. It's it's I think it's pretty it's it's going to be pretty interesting seeing um, maybe budget robots that still work to a high level. That is true. I think uh, it, I think the lower budgets are definitely going to provoke more innovation, as you said. And I feel like if anything, that's uh, the bright side to this whole situation is we're going to see more creativity come out of first teams and hopefully strategies and techniques that we've never seen put forth in first before. And all that's going to do is it's going to just make the game even better for next year, hopefully. All right, now just to take this overall, recently the schedule for the next season with kickoff starting on the 13th of September came out. Um, what are your thoughts about just this overall next season, how it's just going to be for the teams with this schedule in mind? Hopefully, uh, with us starting in September, and I think usually we'd have our competition starting, our meet starting in October, and we can start kind of gauge like what's the other well, like what's what's the people in our meet looking at what ideas they have there's gonna be a lot less of the interaction because they're in person i mean virtual and also with our competition starting later in the or actually into the next new year so um yeah it's gonna kind of be hard to kind of gain new ideas other from like maybe you and your like maybe mentors giving you insight I think uh, a lot of people will also be using online, probably online methods more, uh, sharing ideas through like Reddit and forums and things like that. And hopefully for our team, we can be able to kind of uh, still stay on track, even though uh, we might not be having team practices in person. Hopefully we can still get work done. And another thing is with building the robot, uh, prototyping might still be easy because you're just prototyping, drawing images, doing those kind of things. But um, with building, I think this will be a lot harder because if you're trying to stay six feet apart and you're working on the same robot, that's going to be an issue. But uh, I think that might also give inspiration to make your robot more modular uh, so that other pe like, people can build parts independent of each other. But then that goes into like cost again because you want to build parts that are efficient. But... Yeah, hopefully uh, over next season, our team as well as other teams can still uh, maintain a good solid track and also uh, gain inspiration, create good robots and everything like that. Um, in regards to building the robot, I, uh, as Daniel said, parts are going to be a lot more modular, but I also think that um, because of this, that communication is also definitely going to be a lot more key between members to keep each other updated on what they've accomplished since they can't be in person and see what they've done. Um, as long as you're working from from your home um, and others can't encourage you or can't directly work with you, you're going to need to be, uh, team members are going to be need to be a lot more responsible and keep each other updated and um, 
communicate on what needs to be done. I mentioned the bright side to this whole situation earlier being that more innovation would occur. And just to add on to that a bit more, going off of what everyone else said, I think um, along with innovation, I think planning and uh, logistics is also going to improve drastically in teams because you're going to have to plan every single meeting very carefully as to who comes, what's done, so you remain on time and you remain safe while doing your uh, robot building. Uh, I also think that I think that's just going to help in the future because if anything, the planning and the way the teams plan this year is only going to help them in the future years. And it's going to make the teams that really take the time to study how to make the most of the situation. It's going to make them even stronger and more efficient in the years to come. All right. Thank you, Wolf Corp, for joining us for today's podcast. That was a very interesting discussion. We wish you the best on your season. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you all next time.